Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and very thankful that you're joining me today. We are ending our week on relationship with God and self, and so we're going to talk about truly having a healthy relationship with yourself. Because what we understand is that if, if, if you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself, it's difficult to share yourself with another person. If you don't really know who you are and your inherent value. So if you don't know you or you don't like you, it's going to be difficult to do healthy relationship with others. So when we look at healthy relationship with self, we have to recognize the difference between guilt and shame. And shame is that really ugly thing that says, I'm a bad person, versus guilt says, I've done a bad thing. So God has, wants us to know there's no shame in who we are. We are. He already knows that we're fallen, but he has tremendous, tremendous love for us and values us deeply. So we need to recognize the difference between guilt and shame. And many times when we are growing up in dysfunctional families and there's overt or covert abuse or just people that are struggling to do relationship well, little children end up feeling like they're the bad people. And we carry that into our adult life until we really are freed from shame. And there are really good verses that talk about freeing us from shame. And I'm going to give you kind of a condensed version of those. One of them, and you can look them up yourself. One is Leviticus 26, verse 13. And this is where God tells us to hold our head high. And we have Isaiah 54, verse 4, that says, forget the shame of your youth. Forget it. Move on. I'm doing a new thing. And Psalms chapter 73, verses 21 through 28, really talks about that we are to say, I belong to the Lord, and we are tattooed. Our name is tattooed on his hand. And, and in today's culture, when tattoos are so prevalent, you know anyone that gets a tattoo, it's extremely meaningful. And, and, and so when, when God says, you, your name is tattooed on the palm of my hand, that's how much he owns us. That's how much he wants us. And Isaiah, and then uh, James chapter 4, verse 10 says, Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So we always want to take responsibility if we've done something wrong, if we've transgressed, if we've sinned. Then we repent for it, we ask for forgiveness, and we move on. If we let it turn into shame that says, not only did I do a bad thing, but now I'm a bad person, the enemy is so much better able to condemn us. And it causes us to want to hide. It causes us to want to lie, which makes it very difficult to be a transparent and authentic person in, in the relationships that you are desiring to have. And it makes it difficult to have healthy relationships when we bring that level of unhealth into the relationship. So knowing who we are in God, 
that we are totally accepted and loved, that God already knows all there is to know about you, about me, about us, and he still feels the same way. We can't change his mind. We can't change his heart. He loves us with an unending love, and we can't change that. And so this helps us reduce the anxiety and fear we have about being known by others and the resistance maybe to know ourselves. So a healthy relationship with ourself and God sets us up to have really healthy relationships with others. So how do we cultivate that healthy relationship with ourself? Well, number one, the first thing is self-acceptance. And that is truly one of the hardest things. And I, I've been there. I know that. I have to continue to work on it. And we have Romans 9.20 that tells us that there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, that we're a new person. So we can't get away from ourself. You can't get away from yourself. Suicide is the most extreme way for someone to get away from themselves. The problem is they're still going to be with themselves for eternity. So we need to reconcile ourselves with ourselves. We need to make peace with ourselves. And how do we do that? We forgive, we accept, and we ask the Holy Spirit to really help us with that process. So if you are an enemy with yourself, then you need to make friends with yourself. And if you don't know yourself, then at least treat yourself politely as you would a stranger. And you want to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. You know, I, I say to clients frequently, I, I remind myself, if I could be doing better, why wouldn't I be? Why wouldn't I be doing better? So I'm doing the best that I can. And the nice thing is God knows that. He accepts that. And he's continuing to do the good work in me until the day of Christ Jesus. So you want to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Be forgiving with yourself. Be courteous. Be kind. And be understanding. This doesn't mean that we make excuses for bad behavior. Because bad behavior never makes us feel good about ourselves. So we trust that we're doing the best we can. Because why wouldn't we do better if we could? And that's the good work that God is doing us in us. And that's our participation with God, with the Holy Spirit, with the renewing of our hearts, renewing of our minds. And so when you cultivate this healthier, kinder, more compassionate environment within you, you will find that your behavior gets better. When you believe the best about yourself, when you give yourself the benefit of the doubt, when you are willing to forgive yourself, you will find that you don't sin as much. So what I want you to think about is, we, we always talk about, you know, being a, being a best friend to yourself. How, how do you be a good friend to you? You're with yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You'll never get away from yourself, and then you're going to be with yourself for eternity. So you might as well make peace with yourself and, and enjoy yourself and like yourself. It doesn't mean for me that I like everything I do. 
but it means that I have some compassion on myself and I'm, I'm quick to forgive so that I can move on and not repeat it so that I don't let it turn into shame that says I'm just a yucky, rotten, horrible, terrible person. See, that in many ways you have to understand really insults God because that's not how God feels about you. He doesn't like you talking badly about yourself the same way that you don't want people talking badly about the people that you love. So what you want to think about is if I'm going to be a good friend to me, then let's talk about what, what qualities do you want in a friend? Do you want a friend that's honest with you, understanding, forgiving, patient, kind, supportive, encouraging? So compare the list with the way you treat yourself to the list you, in, in how you would like to be treated. When you treat you appropriately, in a healthy way, with forbearance, with compassion, with grace, with mercy, you will find that you are much more like that with others. It's easier to give it to other people. Now, we do know that many times it's easier for us to treat other people better than we treat ourselves. But you will find it even doubles and triples. The kinder you are with you, the kinder you will be with others. The more understanding you are with you, the more understanding you are with others. And, and remember, we talked about the concept, the difference between excuse and explanation. So explanation is me understanding me, me understanding what the heck got me to that place. Why did I do what I do? So it's very important for me to figure it out and be able to explain it to myself and to others if necessary. But it's never an excuse. God doesn't give any of us excuses. He says there's always a way out. I've made a way out, a way through for you. I've made a way for you to not sin. So there's never an excuse. But as we are growing and changing and becoming the people that God has called us to be, explanations can be extremely helpful when we are working on change. So think about how you treat yourself. Do you keep promises to yourself? Are you judgmental of yourself? Are you supportive of, of you and your attempts at success? Do you give yourself the benefit of the doubt? So one of the best ways to really, really create that healthier environment when internally is acceptance. Acceptance of yourself. It's validating and honoring your feelings. We've said many times on this show, feelings are very real, but they are not always true. But you know how it feels if somebody dishonors your feelings, disrespects your feelings, thinks your feelings are stupid, tells you you shouldn't feel that way, because our feelings are really personal to us. They're a part of our identity. They're a part of our personality. And we don't choose our feelings. Truly, if I could choose my feelings, I would be happy all the time. I don't choose my feelings. I do choose what I do with my feelings. And what I do with my feelings oftentimes affects the way I feel about myself. 
So one of the best ways to manage feelings is I simply accept the way I feel, I validate it, and then I figure out, is it actually true? Am I going to believe that feeling? I figure out what I'm going to do with the feeling. Am I going to act on the feeling? Or am I going to let go of the feeling? Am I going to replace it with truth and healthy thinking and healthy behaviors? But I still need to deal with the feelings I have. So you use and believe God's truths about who you are when you're dealing with feelings. You don't believe everything you feel, but you do accept and honor and validate what you feel. And you don't judge yourself for what you feel. Because none of us like to have ugly feelings, and sometimes, you know, we hate something, or we're judgmental, or we despise ourselves, or we are disgusted with ourselves. And so I can accept and validate that feeling, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to go forward with it, and it doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily believe it. What I'm going to say is, okay, I can be disgusted with the behavior, but I'm not going to be disgusted with myself. It takes, it takes time to learn how to do this, and it is not an easy endeavor. But it is an honorable one, and it will go very far with your confidence, with your ability to walk out God's calling in your life, and it will tremendously impact your relationships. So another way that I have, I have positive and healthy relationship with myself is I set and I maintain healthy boundaries. That means that I'm able to say no and that my no means no, and my yes means yes. That means that, that I can say no to, to bad behavior from someone else. That means that I can say I'm not willing to be in relationship with this person. They're too corruptive for me. They create too many ugly feelings in me. Healthy boundaries says, I know where I end and you begin. And I don't transgress that. It means I don't take everything personal that you do or say. It means that I give you space to be a mistake-making person, and I give myself space to be a mistake-making person. So healthy boundaries is also about reparenting. None of us had the parents that we wanted or needed. I mean, some people, there, there's a few people on the planet that really had great parents. All the rest of us had parents that loved us, but made mistakes and didn't do everything right. So what you want to think about is, I'm an adult. I can reparent myself. I can be the parent I needed. I can guide myself, direct myself, hold myself accountable, consequence myself if I need to. That's what healthy adults do. Because we talked about when we spent the whole week on adulting and being an adult, we talked about the hallmark of an adult is someone that is able to tolerate negative feelings and is intolerant of bad behavior. I need to be able to tolerate negative feelings, which means as an adult, as a healthy person with good boundaries, I need to be able to tolerate the fact that I may be misperceived by you, misunderstood by you, not liked by you, not wanted by you, even mistreated by you. And I can handle the feelings that come with that, and then I can make appropriate choices as to how I will manage that. Because this is what healthy parents do for little kids. 
They help them maneuver through their life. They help them make decisions. They help them address things. They help them confront things if they need to. So how would you take care of an eight-year-old? If you had an eight-year-old, how would you care for them? What would you do differently than what your parents might have done? What would you do differently than maybe what society does? So this is where we really understand autonomy, being a self-contained person, and someone that is able to truly manage themselves. The more I manage me, the easier I am to be in relationship with. So having a relationship with yourself is difficult. But being able to share yourself with someone is even more difficult if you don't know who you are and if you don't take responsibility for yourself, love yourself, care about yourself. So when we're cultivating this healthy relationship with ourselves, and we're talking about this idea of acceptance, you need to think about this idea. If you are an enemy to you, if you are in a war with yourself, then let's use Matthew chapter 19, verse 19. It says, love your enemies. So if you hate yourself, you want to get away from yourself, you don't like yourself, you're disgusted with yourself, then you want to, be, you want to practice being a Christian to yourself. If you're the enemy, then you love your enemy. That's what God calls us to do. If, if, if not, be polite to yourself like we said. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt. And think about those qualities that you want in a friend. And use and believe God's truths about you. Because this idea about healthy relationships, when it comes to being in relationship with God, with other people, and with myself, we have to ask ourselves, why would God want me in relationship with myself and then with others. There's an instinctual longing. We're created in the image of God. And so, so when we think about the Trinity, and we talked about the Trinity this week, how well they get along, how accepting they are of each other, how validating, how honoring, how respectful they are. God's not trying to change Jesus. Jesus not, isn't trying to change the Holy Spirit. Jesus and God aren't ganging up on the Holy Spirit. So it's similar to we have a trinity in ourself. I have me, myself, and I. Do I like myself? How do I get along with me? So I want to have peace in that internal trinity with me because that is part of being made in the image of God. Part of being made in the image of God is having a healthy relationship with myself and then with others. If we don't have relationship with others, what will happen is we will grow wild. And this is, if you want to look this up, this is Ephesians 4.16 and Colossians 2.19. Those are great verses about what happens when we are not in relationship with others. We also know that relationship with ourself and relationship with others and with God is that wonderful verse in Proverbs 27, verse 17. It says, iron sharpens iron. If I'm willing to deal with me, that's like iron sharpening iron. 
When I deal with me, I better deal with others, and I sharpen them instead of harm them. Why else would God want us in relationship? Because we need encouragement. And I love Proverbs 17, verse 17, and Hebrews chapter 10, verses 25. I would recommend you, you, you really focus on those. Because relationship is, is the, the intention of relationship has a lot to do with encouragement, support. And, and if, if you think about it, you know, you can have a really bad day and you have a really good connection with a friend, a partner, a husband, a wife, family. They're, they're, they're encouraging of you. They're validating of you. And even though the day didn't change, everything changed. And you felt better. And you felt stronger. You got strengthened. Because relationships are for comfort. And look, at, look up um, Lamentations, the entire chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Really help when we talk about we are to comfort others with the comfort we have received. And that comfort we have received may have come directly from God, may have come from another person. Maybe we comforted ourselves, and so then we were able to comfort another. And so relationship also gives us meaning and purpose. It has, it, it has a way of helping us see ourselves through the eyes of another that helps us to see, wow, maybe that is why God created me. Maybe that is my calling. Wow, maybe I do have great impact on people and I didn't really realize it. And so it gives us meaning and purpose. When we have children, when we have a, when we have a partner, a spouse, we have a best friend, and we help that friend, that's great meaning and purpose. It makes our life meaningful when we are helping others. We also multiply ourselves. That that, that's a lot about being in relationship. There's, a, there's strength in numbers. And see, when we are in relationship with others and with ourselves, we combat loneliness. That connection guards us from loneliness, and loneliness only leads many times to self-destruction. We also get a great reflection of ourselves when we are dealing with ourselves and we are when we are in relationship with others. We're able to see ourselves. Sometimes we don't like what we see. But when we are supportive and in healthy relationships, it's safe to look at ourselves. It also is a way that we are healed. When I have positive relationship with myself, it's healing because like we keep saying, everywhere I go, there I am. And everywhere I go, I'm with myself. And God commands us to relate. And that's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 25. Again, the foundational truth is relationships are unavoidable. I can either have successful or unsuccessful relationships, but I will have relationship. So I want to really encourage you today to love yourself, like yourself, be kind to yourself. This is a hard world down here. So this is Conversations with Cynthia. Next week, we are going to do an another week on traits of a healthy relationship, what healthy relationships look like, healthy relationship in marriage, friends, work. We're going to do all the entire gamut. 
of really having that healthy relationship. Have a great rest of your day. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and I'll talk to you next week. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.